Yeah, g'day and welcome to the great tip-off for another day, the all-in show of Basil Gano as the host. I'm back in the uh, leading chair. Uh, the king resumes in his rightful throne for uh, another week. No, it's right. Gano is uh, down there playing golf. We tried to back him. He said, lay him. Uh, but i, I got a sneaking suspicion he, he'll be uh, shooting well, well under par. Another big weekend it was, and Caulfield Cup coming up this Saturday. So good morning to both of you. Dino, I'll come to you first. You had a good weekend. Yeah, it was a great weekend. It was a smorgasbord of good horses, good races, good stories. And you should be uh, thrilled to be in the, the host chair, Louis. You tipped up attrition at huge odds. So uh, I know you're up and about. And hopefully some of the listeners, especially George, um, chimed into that price. Uh, but it was a good weekend, boys, all around. And we look forward to the Caulfield Cup. A little bit of an in-between week, but um, the Caulfield Cup shapes to be good. Yeah, 100% right. Yeah. Yeah. In between weeks, we thought we'd get you involved, Louis. You finally tipped us a big price winner, so you deserve the chair, mate. Welcome aboard. Oh, Good to have you here. Yeah, I, I only had to tip it at the most savage unders all time to finally get a winner up. But anyway, um, we move on. Talk us through uh, maybe your standout performance from the weekend, Dino. Of course, we had a huge day here in Sydney with the Everest and the King Charles III. We had three group ones in Melbourne. If you're a Greyhound fan, there was a million-dollar chase on Friday night. And if you're a Trots fan, there was a Victoria Cup derby in Oaks on Saturday night from Melton. So there was a lot to go around. You couldn't tell me you, you didn't enjoy the weekend, no matter what uh, code you're a fan of. What was your standout moment? Yeah, probably Alligator Blood or uh, Front Page. I just thought the way they, they won their races. It was Dominic Everest was great, but sort of the margin of Front Page and Alligator Blood was outstanding. There was a query over 2,000 metres, which... I'll sort of against him at that, but he's absolutely blown away on the clock and done everything right. And then the story on front page, back-to-back Kosciuszko's, won it in near carbon copy um, fashion. And I thought those two, Louis, were the two standouts for me across the weekend. And Gano, uh, I assume your standout was not Tom Kitten. I know that much. <laughs> yeah, anywhere between Tom Kitten and Mint's moment uh, would be my uh, uh, in the bin of the week. It was just horrific viewing for those. But Fangirl, wasn't she impressive? Ultra impressive. Mm. Got the perfect set up. Third up was really good. Front page, Dino, wow. Really, really good. Really good win. And obviously the blood. Well, how could anyone have doubted the blood, Luke? Yeah, bloody oath. It's, uh, what do we want to touch on first? Let's touch on the Everest. It was the biggest one in Sydney, I guess. $20 million was up for grabs. Um, and we chatted so much. And there was so many little variables that were going into the race. And in the end, it was just the favourite who found the right spot, controlled it and, and hung on. Um, Dino, what did you take out of the Everest for this year? Yeah, I think it just echoed how firm Sydney tracks are. I think they watered, obviously, and was in the good four range start the day. But just how dry it is underneath just sort of uh, forced the, the way the way track played probably throughout the day to settle on speed. And that just made the gates, which was so important, and even Everest to be even more pronounced. Uh, think about it. Um, had the best run of the race and won according. Private Eye was brave, three wide. The trip in the run of the race was probably in secret, dead last on the turn. Couldn't really make up a lot of ground all day, and she was outstanding run fourth. So I think out of it, what it does do is shapes Louis to be a, a massive champion sprint where we'll see in secret probably go down there, a lot of the Everest, plus you'll get the likes of Star Patrol, Imperatrice, and a couple of others. So thought it was a great addition and probably the first time. The, the funny thing out of the weekend was Melbourne Cup Day, I'm sure used to get the messages off the family, a um, couple of friends and all that sort of stuff for a tip in the uh, Melbourne Cup. It's, this year is the first year that mm -hmm. I actually got a couple of texts off like that. So it's obviously growing in yeah. stature even more, Louis. Yeah, absolutely. 46,000 they had on track and uh, it was electric for a big day racing. Gano, what did you make of the Everest? 
Well, I got no mates, so I didn't get any text messages, but um, it was good. It was good nonetheless. Uh, it was a huge day, enormous day. Full credit to uh, Proven Thoroughbreds. Uh, imagine mm, just being a, uh, a syndication business, spending uh, small amounts of money that they do. And then you've got Joey Pride as well, two horses that run top three in the Everest. Phenomenal, phenomenal stuff. So full credit to them. Full credit to Gay and Adrian for putting some speed into the race as well. Uh, mm. Because, well, caught me by surprise. I thought there'd be a little bit, but there was a lot. Mm, mm. I think um, I, like, I like how you were about proven thoroughbreds and a big congratulations to them and obviously joe pride who runs first and third in the race what i will say and this is no you know this is no takeaway from think about it who is clearly a machine just can't stop winning and uh it goes from you know benchmark races to a group one last prep and now a tab everest winner for 20 million this prep if you ran the race again five times i think you get five different winners so uh private eye sits three wide the whole way and doesn't go down far I wish I win. Obviously, a lot of chat pre-race and in the days leading up was about the barrier. I mean, the only time far in its career overpasses lead and not given a kick, it just happens to be in the Everest and falls straight back in I wish I win's face. I think if uh, it kicked at the top of the straight, it opens up a huge amount of room for I wish I win to come through and, and score. So um, I think if that happens, I wish I win is the winner. And then obviously in secret, if it doesn't draw so wide and, and forces its hand to go back so far, then if it draws any other barrier, it probably wins. So um, it, it yeah, it was a great win by think about it. But I think if you ran the race another four or five times, you get those three or another horse even beating it. So uh, yeah, it was an interesting one. King Charles, we touched on. Fangirl was huge. Mr. Brightside, what happens now? Obviously he didn't run poorly. But uh, at the dollar ninety price, I think people were expecting a touch more. Dino, what do you think moving forward into a Cox Plate? Yeah, I think he'd be fine. I think uh, the race shape uh, probably was against him a little bit. He's fourth up in the prep, probably looking maybe for a stronger run, six hundred meter race. The way the race was run, really slowly to the six hundred meter mark was a purely sit and sprint, which just suited Fangirl. The biggest thing was you look right on the six uh, six hundred meter mark, and the leaders put the brakes on. Fangirl makes up two to three lengths without doing any work. And then it's just them two eyeballing each other. And I think we all know she's got a superior turn of foot than him. I think that's the way it played out. So he was good. He got warm late. Gaps in behind were great. Um, I think now 2,000 metres suits him deep into a preparation. So don't sack him at all. He's probably, he's around $9, $10 in, the, in a Cox plate that's maybe falling away a little bit. So I thought he was fine, Gano. It was an enormous, enormous um, run by Mr. Brightside to finish where he did. Um, given the race shape, he'll be fine. He'll head to the Cox Plate. What a race is going to be, though. Then I, did they? Did you suggest that Fangirl is going to the Cox Plate? Did I hear that? Yeah. Right? Yep. Confirm. Fangirl will go there. Confirm. Kovalika will go to the um, Golden Eagle, and confirm that Amelia's Jewel won't go to the Cox Plate, and more than likely is done for the rest of spring. She didn't eat up after the win on after a run on the weekend at Turak, and. Um, Come the stable have suggested this morning that she's not herself. She's very quiet, um, and there's something there. So um, be very careful of that. But yeah, being able to the Cox Plate. So I think I think what fellas, I think what we've learned here is, is race shape and race tempo is is everything. You know, there's, there's a lot to be said. Fangirl got it all her way this time round. Um, think about it, got it his way that time around. It's just the way the game is. You've got to be careful. It's not always a case of the best horse winning. Yeah, Miller Tri is probably yeah, a perfect example of that as well, Lou. Yeah, well, I was, I, I, as well. yeah, perfectly just going to mention militarized then. I've seen contradicting reports. Okay, so they go pretty slow and didn't give a whole lot of chance for 
horses back in the field in that derby to make up ground and win it, she light, etc. Um, however, moving towards a Cox plate, even with that in mind that it wasn't the greatest of luck on Saturday, it surely still has to find a pretty good amount of length to be winning that race compared to other serious wait for age stars. Yeah, I agree. I think the race eight wasn't there. It was a great ride on Griff um, by Ben Mellum and you just a bit of a circumstance. Both tracks sort of played similarly, but I agree, Louis. you got to sort of bounce off that. I don't think it can just turn up in its form. It's in at the moment and win. I think it's got obviously fine. It'll get the weight drop, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, the biggest thing I thought about the Cox Plate moving forward is we might have a little bit of lack of speed. I think Alligator Blood and Romantic Warrior probably set it up, but he's a horse militarized who's a victim of his pattern getting back. So um, I think a little bit warming towards Romantic Warrior second up. What about the uh, Turak fellas in terms of a pit for the Golden Eagle? The last two Golden Eagle winners have come through the Turak. Uh, so does uh, does the winner attrition uh, back up into a Golden Eagle? What about Amenable who ran fourth, Gano? Do you see any of those two uh, featuring in a Golden Eagle if they were to come that way? Couldn't have either of them, Lou, to be honest with you. I think the Sydney form will stand up and stand up strong, mate. And there's one coming from Japan that appears to be an absolute jet. Maybe B grade over there, but that's an A plus over here. <laughs> yeah, you've also got Legato and Kiwi as well. Yeah, yeah you do. do yeah, uh, I love the run of Menable. They went incredibly hard to the 600 meter mark in that race. So for Menable to stick mm-hmm. on, I thought he was brave. And even the horses to stay there. The only thing coming out of that is do they feel that run? Attrition probably lacks upside deep in the prep now. And I love the booking, uh, the the confirmation of Kovalika to go to the Golden Eagle. I just think that's a massive setup. After his last 400 and last 200 in the time meeting from an impossible spot, I think that horse is humming. Um, and if you can get anything above $9, around that $9 price, I would be betting on Kovalika. So, you know, before we wrap Saturday up, have you got a horse to follow out of any other race there from the weekend? I thought Tom Kitten and Bella Nipatino are the two big ones to follow. Randwick, you couldn't make any good ground out wide, and both those horses were ridiculously good against the buyer. So I think Bella will go to the Manicato and Tom Kitten as spring champions. I would not be dropping off either of those, Louis. Gano, anything from you? Are you still sticking with Tom Kitten as spring champion? I never want to hear the name Tom Kitten again, Louis. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, I'll stick with Dino there. I think I am with you, Bellini Patina and uh, yep. Tom Kitten are the two ones I want to follow. Uh, all right, Caulfield Cup time. Uh, tricky, tricky race always to figure out uh, with the handicaps and, and the distance. Um, Turnbull Stakes is usually a pretty good lead-in. That was the one won by Gold Trip. Uh, it's lead-in, that was the one won. You said before, confirmed yet, but it's, it's tricky. They haven't said anything yet, at least of yesterday they hadn't said anything. Um, Gano, I'll come to you first. Who do you like in the Caulfield Cup this year? Gano's cast with his AirPods. I'll oh, try Gano's Louis. Yeah, Gano's <laughs> cast down there in Melbourne. Righto, Dino, it's you and me carrying this now. Dino, who do you like? Yeah, Gold Trips confirmed this morning, Louis, to, to go to the Caulfield Cup. Uh, some big news there. I think it shapes to be probably the best Caulfield Cup I've seen in recent times. I, I sort of love this race this year. I think it's an outstanding contest. I think it'll be really, truly run. We'll see some really good horses. Oh, I love the run of West Wind Blows uh, first up in the Turnbull Stakes. Uh, they did a brutal tempo to the 600-meter mark over the 2,000 there, and that hell sat on speed, made the mid-race move, and was still kicking. So I think it's got improvement to come up to 2,400 meters. It's a go-forward horse. I think it's a, a really big chance. And like you said, it's a hard race to be betting into 
all in. There's so much can happen, speed maps, everything like that. So I think it's the one I want to find. And without a fight, I think he's a forgotten horse here. He was as good as, if not better than Sulkham um, in his last start. And then Sulkham come out, obviously, around a bottler in the underwood behind Westwind Blows. So I think them two tie into each other. And I'd be more than happy to take their price um, and be sort of a little bit of against Gold Trip with a big weight and his pattern um, at $5, Lou. What about you? Yeah, I, I'm i tossing up. You know that staying race is uh, not my forte mm. and especially handicap conditions with a bunch of internationals, which I was going to come to you, Gano. Do you know much of uh, any of the internationals that are coming? Break up the Japanese horse. Um, there's another one that uh, has a Japanese name but runs in the UK, just to confuse the punters. What do you reckon about any of those? Akuta Sushi, is that who we're referencing there? what I'm speaking of, yes. Um, and, and break up as well. No, I don't know um, much about them at all, but what I will tell you is when they come out, they mean business. So... Uh, you must take note. What do you do with them as betting propositions? I have absolutely no idea. I would touch them without a fight a horse that I really want to back, but I don't think we have to take the $6 now because he is a forgotten horse. And I think we'll get bigger than $6 just simply because we have forgotten about him. He's got the right form lines. He's looked, he looks ready to fire. He's had these have been his targets um, all along. So very, very keen. In. I thought, who your mal probably the wrong price we might get a bit bigger price but i was i thought we finally saw the best version before class start and um you know he, he will only improve again Lou. but at the moment it's a very awkward all-in betting market and then you've got mm. first immortal down there it's 21 dollars with 50 kilos we're not sure if he gets a start if he does get a start he won't be 21 dollars. so it's touch and go you want to keep your eye on reports we've gotten probably another that's 24 hours until we get closer. Just keep your eye on, on, on X on Twitter and, and follow some smart people because if you, if you can work out if first and all is going there um, before the final field, I think that $21 is an enormous price. I'm not going to bet yet. I'll wait till first thing tomorrow morning, do my research, and we'll see how we go. But yeah, without a Pfizer horse, I want to back on Saturday and first and all is a horse. I could probably back now if we get a bit of inside word. And if we do get the inside word, punters, we'll put it on YouTube. We'll put it in the comments there. So we'll let you know as soon as we know as well. Yeah, it's it's a spot-on race, a market with tab, $5 the field headed up by Sulcum. It's If you've got an idea, especially with how the internationals line up to the local form, it's a great race to bet in. I'll side with Yugano uh, without a fight. It was huge in the Underwood, four weeks between runs. It is, uh, I don't know if it's a question mark or if it's okay. Was that always going to be the setup? Who knows? But I'm happy to stick with it. Um, and break up the Japanese horse, form behind Justin Palace and Equinox. I mean, Equinox is the highest-rated horse in the world. So yep. you kind of have to respect that and say, well, if that's the form line that's going to come, uh, that it can be a big chance. Anything else futures-wise, Dino, that you want to tip us into? No, it's a little bit of an in-between week in Sydney. Obviously, I think we've got um, the Big Dance wild card, and I think it's the Four Pillars race, but nothing really this far out. I'm going to have a deep dive today, but it's a little bit of a get-your-breath-back weekend up here in Sydney. Yeah, now you got a tip for a Sydney's golf competition or what? Yeah, just um, lay me back the yeah. Um You probably get a dollar and four cents. Yeah. You ever had? I haven't picked up a club for about six weeks, and um, I'm keen to go. But I tell you what, Victoria Road in the uh, Cox Plate looks like a, a decent, decent chance. I don't think we're getting any odds there, but I think it's a horse I want to keep an eye on. Uh, if the best version of Victoria Road turns up, we could be in a bit of strife here, uh, fellas. Right, yeah. So, Gano and I, we've without a fight in the Caulfield Cup. Dino, just who are you with again? Yeah, West Wind blows on top. Uh, he's probably my best all-in player of the week. And I'm with you. I'd be more than happy to have a good saver on without a fight. I think uh, Shapes of E, probably my favourite and the best uh, Caulfield Cup in recent time. Beauty. Anything midweek? 
Midweek, yeah, I got one for us actually. Race two on the Kenzo, a horse has been knocking on the door. Keenan uh, for the Waterhouse and Bot Stable should roll on the front. And like I said, these Sydney tracks are just playing fast on speed uh, with their dryness. So I think that horse is hard to beat. Armed um, Forces in the race, who's a good horse. So hopefully we get a price about race two at Keenan on Wednesday on the Kenzo Lou. Beauty, Gano, you got anything uh, off the top of your head for midweek? <laughs> the monkey's um, maybe, maybe on foot. <laughs> Maybe on Thursday at um at Hawkesbury, Celestial ah, Furious, uh, see what Barrow Reach all that. But uh, stand by up with something up during the week and uh, keep the punters happy. And Dino, okay. when you're referencing those those monkeys clapping with their um with their symbols, mm-hmm. mate. Um, yeah, mate, fair to Hot calling the kettle black, huh? <laughs> He's talking about these things. Um, I'll give you one. Caulfield race one, number two, Aztec State. Don't know what price it is. Was a debut winner for the Hayes boys. Gets Mark Zara, draws barrier three. That debut win at Bendigo was good. Rated well, time was good. So uh, it may come up short there, to be fair. But we'll see. I think it's a, a good winning chance over the mile in a benchmark 70. Quick episode, boys, this week. But that's good. Gano's got golf to play. Dino's got winners to find. And I've got uh, Sky 2. Manawadu race eight coming up in about a minute. So I better jet off and get back on the channel. Uh, and I'll touch base with you all next week. <laughs> Thanks, boys. Good luck, Anna. Bye for now.